Of all the ways that one could understand or see Salah, I think one of the most profound ways of understanding Salah is that it is a dance both of gratitude and of awe. It's a dance of submission. It's a dance where you repeat to yourself in every raka'ah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil It is possible that one does one's salah purely out of a sense of duty or out of some peculiar notion that by doing the salah you're busy accumulating benefit for the hereafter. I'm not suggesting that it isn't true. But if that's the only reason why you're doing your salah, then I suggest your salah is a punishment and it's not a nourishment. So how do you create the conditions where your salah is a nourishment and not a punishment? You live a life where 
what you profess in your salah is a lived reality. The gratitude and the awe and the submission that you express in your salah is something that you live in your day-to-day life. In our tariqah, and as far as I know in every tariqah, one of the key tools whereby we cultivate this way of being that makes you an appropriate person, an appropriate musali, a, a person who does their salah in a way which reflects their life. The most, one of the most profound tools is the whole issue of courtesy, of adab. The essence of adab is the essence of being human. The essence of adab is that in every situation you recognize that the significant one is on the other side of the transaction. That the self has no significance. The self is not here to be significant. The self is here to ground significance. And we live that reality by being in the first instance respectful and respectful of other people. Which is to suggest that the way of the fakir is in essence exactly the opposite of how modern people think of themselves. Because if there's anything true about the modern kind of psyche, is that it has this strange insistence on equality. It has this peculiar sort of idea of, of like an egalitarian spirit that makes everybody the same and everybody equal. To be a fakir means to have absolutely no discomfort with hierarchy. In fact, is to always to consider yourself to be the one who is yet to serve the other. Which it doesn't matter where you are in terms of a hierarchical order, you are still the one who is yet to submit. You aren't uncomfortable with the idea of inequality. You aren't uncomfortable with the idea of people being superior to you. You don't have to live out this, this modern bizarre notion of, of, uh, of, of trivializing everybody and everything around you. They're calling people by their first name. You know, it's one of the very first things I learned, even with the Marabi tomb. You call a man Sidi. At least. You grant honor. Sidi, North Africa means sir. Not Achi. Not my equal. My honorable, my venerable sir. So there's something for a person who follows this path properly. There's something quite old-fashioned about how you view people. <clears throat> Not dissimilar from a Victorian sort of sense of being the gentleman. Being the perfect gentleman. Having no discomfort by calling somebody 
by their title. The further thing that's true for Adab is that you are you're not naive enough to assume that your approach, that your own criteria are universal. I've spoken about this before here, but I'd like to repeat it again. And it's a story that relates to an experience I had with Sheikh Fadlala many years ago in um, what was then called, uh, I think it was Kangwane, that uh, the Swati the homeland. I can't remember what it was called. Anyhow, we were there. We were, uh, yeah, that... Uh, it is uh, between um, Swaziland and uh, just on the Swaziland border. Anyhow, south, uh, south of uh, Barberton. Anyhow, we were visiting a man who had invited us, a very traditional Swati man. And we were sitting in his lounge, very, very clean, tidy, but... Basically unfurnished home on the floor. And this man was sitting with his legs in front of him. You know, like uh, legs straight out in front of him on the floor. Yes, exactly like that. And Sheikh Fadlala took one look at this man and took such a strip of him. He absolutely erupted. What kind of adab is this? Don't you know how to sit? Can't you treat your guests properly? It's carried on, carried on. And we left there in half. I was so embarrassed, I could have died. I went to him afterwards. I said, Sheikh Lala, understand, this man was showing you respect. In traditional African, particularly Southern African culture, particularly for a woman, but even for a man, if you're being demure, you sit with their legs out in front of you. If a woman sat cross-legged, she'd be like, a, like trashy. She'd be like trollopy. So in this, in this process of, of exercising adab, you do not assume that other people follow your rules. You have, in the first instance, enough respect to consider that maybe your assumption of their behavior isn't how it is. And you give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, after all, we are in Africa. So... This also then suggests that if you are exercising and practicing the way of the fakir, you are, have adab, that you do not consider yourself to be superior to other people, even if you have a hierarchical position over them. You understand that every human being that gets placed before you is your superior from the point of view that you are here to serve them and for no other reason. But sometimes you serve them by being the parent. Sometimes you serve them by being the master. Sometimes you serve them by being the teacher. Sometimes you serve them by making them tea. But you are here for the other and not the other way around. 
that you have a fundamental kindness, a fundamental approachability, a fundamental sense of humility to other people, a softness of the heart. This is not saying that you therefore consider yourself to be unworthy. I am so unworthy. The adab of the fakir is not to make himself nothing. The adab of the fakir is, the, is, is to escape hierarchies. Is to put yourself outside of the drama. Not to have anybody under your heel. And you evade being under anybody's heel and having anybody under your heel by in every instance regarding them as the purpose for you being in that moment and serving them to the best of your ability. That is the, the adab of the fakir. In this zawiyah, this is what we practice. This is the purpose of us being here. There is not belay our salah by living a life that does not create a, a fertile carpet of the salah of respect of adab of granting significance. May Allah grant us nearness to him. May grant us annihilation in him. May he grant us death before we die. In Allah our